Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around the campfire. It's Dr. Drew and Bob, This Life, and this with life, special guest Mike. Mike Carano. This Life is courtesy of Dr. I like the accent. Now it's comes the professional Support stuff. the show by clicking on the Amazon banner. For all your shopping needs, you pay nothing extra, but we get a little taste. So the winds in the sale of This Life podcast continue to blow. And we love hearing from you. We will have you on the show. If you send in drdrew.com slash contact, send us your questions. We'll put those up. And please mention This Life if you want to be a guest on this podcast. Uh, some of you uh, are up for that. Uh, thanks for your support, but not least, visit thislifepodcast.com, the website for updates, episodes, and events. And special thanks to Nate Potker, our sound engineer. And, Bob, your new podcast with uh, Gerg Barrett. Just keep them alive on iTunes, right? Yeah. How's That's that going? a fun one. It makes okay. me feel not special that you're just offering listeners uh, guest spots. And today's <laughs> today's subject is PTSD, but uh, we have, of course, Mike Carano. You are a client. Wait, now let's <laughs> let me get all your stuff. Miscellaneous adventures. I wish I could talk about everything. Hang on a second. Miscellaneous adventures from the world of Mike Carano podcast. Do you video that too? Uh, sometimes. And where they, I get that on iTunes or some other platform? You got it. iTunes. You YouTube. specifically get it on iTunes. YouTube. Also, After Daster Podcast. Follow, follow Mike at, at Mike Carano, C-A-R-A-N-O. And uh, MikeCarano.com for uh, the music we'll hear at the end of the podcast? Possibly. Do what is that all about? Yeah, we do. What, what's going on? What are, you, what are you doing? I'm starting to think you don't listen. I don't so listen. we've done this every time. I don't. Or are you just revisiting it? He plays well, music reading for friends. Oh. People he love Mike's he music. Does, he loves playing music, music, but he doesn't do it professionally. I see. Interesting. I'm, I'm feeling traumatized right now. I, no, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling blue, so I hope I'm a good guest. Okay, you, you know, know I love your stuff. And yeah, I, I, I was it. an early adopter. That means a lot. Yeah, <laughs> early adopter and have been wanting the three minutes with Mike or five minutes with Mike or any of those things to come yeah. back, because I, I love those. So... Mike is not as emotionally resilient as someone like me. We're, Correct. You know, so he had direct loss five, four or five months ago. Four we months ago yesterday. One of our best friends, brother, just dropped dead. So it's is this bringing all so, that all back? Yeah. And the four-month period, I thought, uh, you know, things started getting, it's, nothing's good, but things are getting better. It's better. That first couple, the first week was just a daze well, and just pure we have to revisit Emptiness. what we're talking about here. He lost his sister. Yeah. The yeah. most tragic accident I've ever heard of yeah. in my life. Yeah. But um, random. Well, the shuttle people might random, disagree with that. Random. What? Yeah, but that was a dangerous. You're in the shuttle and you're going from hero to dead. But that's dangerous. They were in a <laughs> yeah. dangerous situation. Just, you know. 
She was it, Ray Oldhoffer still wandering around here. See, we there. don't want to re-traumatize him, but Ray does <laughs> wandering she, around. She was so hit by a, a tr- take your headphones off. She was, she's a drummer. She was driving to a gig and a, a random tree fell on her at the beach in San Diego and just killed in her. In her car. Yeah. Just, just a huge Look at huge the look tree. on his face. Huge Is that tree. the most random but it wasn't thing you've just, ever heard? It was completely random, but it was also the fact that she was the one person in our family that kept everything together. And she did everything for my mom and my dad and for my nieces and my, ne- my niece and my nephews. And she was the one person, like the good person in the family. The worthwhile human being in the yeah. family, quite Yeah. Well, you better step up. <laughs> uh, I've st- actually stepped that down a little thera- bit. That was the therapy side of Ray right yeah, there. That's pretty good. No, that's got to be rough. It's I mean, I've never heard thing. of anything like that. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to, it's, you can't really explain it. It's, I've been to a lot of funerals. And normally you go to the funeral, and then when it's over, you're like, who wants to go get waffles? And everyone's yeah. in a good mood. Like, no. not in a good mood, but you're like, I got to get something to eat. This one was just like, yeah. just the ringing noise. How long have you been like catatonic? I know when my mom like passed, a, it was the weirdest thing Yeah, ever. it was a couple of weeks, and then I started just going back to work. I mean, I went back to work immediately, but I started getting back in the rhythm of things. But now at four months, it's coming back in like Was that because of this? Stuff. Is she older or younger than you? Younger. Is this because of the renewed... Another loss you guys both suffered Today. recently? Yeah. Today, that just came up. I just found out about it like two oh, hours I, ago. Oh, okay. I was on Facebook and I saw a memorial for him and I was like, what the F? So there's a friend of, a relative yeah, of a Yeah, a guy that I just... Yeah. Good friends. It, it was... Yeah. And I feel bad because it was kind of a hassle to get him the tickets for Coachella and I was the last thing I was like, kind of like, fuck, why am I always getting people tickets? And then, yeah. and then now three weeks later he dies. Mm. And it just was one of the most wonderful things. He went there with his kids. I was say, why don't yeah, you flip it? Coachella. Yeah, flip it. Is, yeah, at but, least I got him that. You, yeah. know, I, you know, I'm Catholic. Yeah, so but- I went, right when I heard that he, <laughs> he had this heart attack, I was like, holy shit. Oh. And then it just, I kept saying, because it went on for three days, Drew, and I know so many people that are OD'd from drugs and they're in comas mm-hmm. that, you know, they go, he was in a coma. Yeah. And I kept telling his brother, it's going to be okay. People just wake up. People mm-hmm. just wake up. It's going to be okay. Because with drug addicts, I've seen dozens of well, drug addicts it, be in a coma it, it, and just called, wake up. It's called hypoxic brain injury. And it's very difficult to predict in the first week after that injury how things are going to go. But there are certain indicators, like if they have seizuring every time they lighten them up from the coma and stuff. And... There are certain indicators of massive damage that even you don't want to wake up from. What is the yeah. self-induced coma? Or the uh, when, when that's what they do. Why sometimes. do they do that? Um, it, it, there's a theory that it may di- minimize some of the brain damage, the brain and also, by the way, controls itself. the seizuring. How do they too. do that with drugs? Phenobarbital, yeah. And then constant monitoring. Oh yeah. So I kept being the optimist to his brother, like it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay, and yeah, then they probably it appre- wasn't okay. But they probably appreciate that you feel like an idiot. But you know how many drug addicts we know been in comas for eight days and just wake up and they're totally fine. So how does your body function in a coma? Like, do you just go to the bathroom on yourself? Yeah. You, just don't, you don't move don't like enough. That. Why would you ask that question? Well, I don't, I'm worried about if I'm in a coma, how embarrassed I'm going to be when I <laughs> we'll, we'll lock you in. super hot nurse we, comes we, in. We lock, we put tubes in everything. I was going to clean your diaper again. Oh, you're up. How yeah. do they tube the poop? There is a rectal tube, but usually they just let it go in a diaper. Okay. The toilet oh, paper company okay. should jump on that one. Oh, great. So, but, More efficient. but why mm. do drug addicts wake up out of it? And they're totally normal. Because they've not had a severe episode, a length of hypoxia. Also, drug addicts are cockroaches. They're amazing survivors. You know what I mean? But but also, it's just the duration of time down without blood supply. And often, the drug addict is an aspiration pneumonia with sepsis or a period of no breathing, which is different than a period where your heart's not beating, which is what this was. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Not heart, not beating. Yeah, it's, it's different than different. not breathing. Not breathing. See, I want to educate the public on these things because I don't. I think the public is so ignorant about medicine at this point. Medicine. <laughs> Every, <laughs> we have carpooling. <laughs> why do we have those? Jesus Christ! Common sense is like, why don't we open it up and have, you know, twenty twenty percent more people moving at a good rate of speed instead of some a hole in a Prius? <laughs> so, Drew, is what. Mike going through a PTSD type of thing because we have one, a PTSD caller. One hundred percent, and it is Memorial Day, and we do you know one of sort of one of the ways we can pay homage to the, the people that have given it's us cathartic. service. It's, it's so obviously with, Memorial Day is a way for the nation to absolve itself or grieve itself or re- honor itself. We want to ritually sort yeah. of reenact the traumas of yeah, the past. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Do you guys have but, any guilt that we don't really do that? Hello? A little bit. Hold oh, there's on a, a guy. There's oh, a we have a caller. But, yeah. but let me just say, before we go to the caller, <laughs> Mike, when you have a trauma like you did with your sister and then a, a even a minor trauma that follows that can really evoke a lot of heavy stuff. Because the original one didn't. He, well, none didn't so much well, as it, it, it made it. Have to, you have to buck up like what Ray was saying to him. You got to buck up now. You got to be that person in the right. family. It you got to be let's, strong. Let's just say it may not have been fully processed. And if, if there's yes. leftover stuff, man, it can be really evoked. Do you have anxiety now? Do it. The, the, I have this? a lot of anger that's that yeah. I'm, anger. You know, I'm trying to appropriate. All right, let's talk with our caller. What's your name there? Cameron. Cameron, thanks for calling. Well, thanks for calling in. Hey. hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate um, taking the time. Long-time fan, Dr. Drew. Thanks, Cameron. And much love to what you do, Bob. Thanks. What about me? Mike Carano's in here with us, too. He just had a... <laughs> oh, Mike. Mike, I love you, too. Thanks for saying that. Yep. Um... So job, anyway, I have, I have been diagnosed with PTSD. I've kind of got a double whammy from military service. Okay. And then um, from the death of my daughter and like a oh long, really, really bad, really bad accident, car accident oh that was caused God. by someone who was under the influence. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I kind of got a double whammy with that, you know. <clears throat> and um, I also want to take the time to thank you guys for spending, you know, just spending a whole show on PTSD. So it's, it's huge. It's a big deal. It's a big problem. It's a big, big problem, and particularly with returning military. But, but it does, again, highlight this issue that oftentimes it's trauma and then a second event really triggers things. It's like it's, yes, that's exactly. a common sort of exactly. experience with uh, – did you have childhood trauma too? Um, I did. I did. Yeah, I was going to say, it's especially common with childhood trauma. Yeah, but he didn't cause either one of these traumas. So why would you what ask that? I mean, that? cause? I mean, no, he, had, he had PTSD from serving, then his the death of his daughter. But you asked him if he had childhood trauma. Like, uh, how it, would that... It, because it, it, it... His ability to deal with got it, grief, got it, got his it. ability to... to Connect to feelings. Connect. How do you deal with it? And, and but and remind ourselves that what I was describing this sort of re-traumatization process, and early childhood trauma sets you up for that, especially. And you know, I have early childhood trauma. You have. You have. Are it, you so part of the wounded stuff. warriors? Have you ever gone to them for help? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I mainly went to therapy on my own. Oh, okay. But that was only after the death of my daughter. It wasn't for like military-related stuff or anything because, I mean, for veterans especially, the VA, you know, where Yeah, we you go, can't turn to them. You can't horrible. turn to them. It's well, no, wait a minute. It's you not, can't, it's, Drew. I deal with on. this every day. Hang on. The groups there are good. The drop-in center groups, which well, you'll have to wait a long time. The best is Wounded Warriors because they grant, grant, they grant 
different organizations in, under a huge umbrella called Wounded Warriors. Yeah. I have one in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. It's called Big Heart Ranch. And, and really what it is is you guys together kind of helping. It's almost like a 12-step thing. Yep, it is. Where they're all together like processing it together and some that are further ahead in the in the in their healing help those from behind because that's the way that you learned how but, to be a soldier. But, but there's also a thing too that drug addicts experience similarly, which is there's a feeling that nobody understands unless you've been there, unless you can yeah, understand. Yeah, you got twenty and, guys, yeah, exactly. and gals that have been there. And, and if you leave out that group process, you're really leaving out the linchpin. If you have a history of combat, that is such a key piece. Plus, you you sort of a lot of guys miss the connectedness. That there's, there's a there's a weird positive piece. Isn't there a way that we can? I understand because I I'm very, I deal with this stuff. Yeah. The VA isn't there a way that we can honor our soldiers and condemn the VA? Huh. We used to do that all the time. Because and the, the D- VA here's <laughs> what they do, and I don't know if you've been to any of the drop-in center groups or had if you've ever been so desperate you need immediate help. They have it available, no. but they mix all the different veterans. So you're in with a 75-year-old Vietnam vet, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're just a 23-year-old kid who just got home from Afghanistan. Yeah. And it's just, it's too much. It's too mixed But it's not back. malicious, right? The VA is just bureaucracy. It's bureaucracy. Yeah, and they're, and they're yeah they don't do it on purpose. They're they don't do it on purpose. They, they were getting their shit together for a while there. It really looked like things were going to get this better. This is why uh, we have get biker gangs, because you miss the... You miss serving, and then you get together with a bunch of dudes. It's true. It's this bonding that yeah. goes on to this trust. So, yeah, or they go back. So, um, just go back. So, the and back reason, and back. so what are some? You got two choices: what biker are some gang or juggalo. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh or, my god! I saw your video with the Fago, Fago coming on. What was it called? Fago. Yeah. Yeah. The the the, the ICP sprays Fago all over. Anderson everything. and I got uh, put on clown makeup. I went and saw and saying clown no, posse. Yeah, <laughs> Do you have a picture of yourself with the clown makeup? Got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I got a, it was there was a couple of hairy moments that were truly. Can we did, put some scary. of that up? You, have we, you done this since you've been suffering from PTSD? You did, did it last this? Friday? Okay, so all your anger did, <laughs> did it help cathartic? No, no, I was too scared. I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I just think that the. A lot of times the public doesn't know how to how to process or treat you returning. Is that how you felt? Yeah, I mean you feel you feel like an outcast pretty much. Like how everybody sees you, like they don't understand. You yeah. Know? And they yes. tiptoe around you. Well they can't understand. Yeah, and it's um another huge issue is like you're saying, you know, twenty one year old, twenty two year olds, they're coming back. And they leave the VA with like six different prescriptions. I know, you know? often pain meds. It's, it's ridiculous. I've talked to so many of them, and it's just well. But let, let's ridiculous. let's be clear, though. It's not that medicines are useless. It's that they're they're overdone, and they're not the only solution. And the and if you leave the group and the individual therapies out, you might as well not take the meds. Number one, and number two, they're often giving them addictive meds, and that's where the tragedy is really kicking. Since in. we're a country that loves war without end, I think we need a twelve-step support, uh, like AA, that's open to the public of of that where they get together that has nothing to do with wounded warriors, or it's just this independent thing where there's group. Like a PTSD yeah, group? Yeah, PTSD 12-step group, something but where they can just tap in anywhere. No, but you'd have to, have to be professionally managed. You know, you, Not really. That's what people said about AA, yeah. and you don't. I, th- I agree with you, because uh, there's something you get out there's of AA that's not... something powerful. 
Yeah, but AA is a highly structured sort of yeah, ingenious thing. Yeah, you need structure thing. to yeah. it. Yeah, but it's ingenious. And, and if you use the 12-step structure and principle, That's what fine. I'm talking about. Fine. It's called Emotions Anonymous. They've had it. I'll be honest with you. I they think, had uh, it, Bob. You remember you, EA? Need, yeah, but they need a sexier title and a more have, modern for this population. There are 50,000 kids and, out there, Drew, listen, just like wh- our caller. You, so you get EA, and who do you think shows up? I have never been to it. I okay, don't know. well. I do think it if needs you've got, to be developed. Uh, if you've got some trauma, just going to a meeting is probably going to help because oh, absolutely. most people there have the same common absolutely. Per- anger, trauma, hypersensitive. But you have to go to a meeting. T- I would say above PTSD from war is the death of a child. Yeah, this, yeah. I feel well, that's what that. I want to get into also at Cameron. How old was your daughter? Oh. She was five. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Uh, are you still together with her mom? Um, we're separated right now. Was it because of that? Um, I think it was issues, you know, related to that. And, you yeah. know, it was just kind of building between both of us. When I mean, people, dude, you can get through this. Yeah, what you need right now is to know you can get through this to the other side of this. I don't know how, but I know I want to help. I know that millions of people want to help. I don't know how. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you, you we, will. It will. It's not going to get good, but it's going to get better. I can tell you from my little experience here, that's not as bad as yours. But it it just seemed hopeless and empty and, yeah, and I mean, gray it, and it's, but it, it's it been does seven years already. But, yeah, but it it gets know? a little bit easier. I don't know what you, you harness it in. Do you, can you play the blues? No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, no, but the, we the, no, no, out? no, but, but no, no, it's not because oftentimes there's two things I'd like to say. One is that don't just, forget that Lamar Odom lost his child, and ever since that point from uh, SIDS, right? He just was like a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. And but, so everything that came after that, but let, I always relate to that trauma. Well, but let's 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 revisit the group process for wounded for soldiers. There's a similar group need for people that have lost a child. So you you need to go to a group with people that can relate to that. That mm-hmm. tends to be extremely yeah. important. Have you done that? Um yeah, we did and it was not a good experience. What it happened? kind of felt like a, it was like a one-up. Like oh. everybody's like, well, my child died this way. My oh child, you my know, God. and it was just. But I the, would wow. never think that. But hang on, though. How long did you go for? We went for about two months. Yes. You sure it, it wasn't, wasn't just. You, sh- you sure it wasn't there just. Is, your, that gets back to your theory that nobody's running it right. Correct. Yeah. However, are you sure it just wasn't your perception? It possibly, you know, I mean, I don't know the frame of mind I was in at the time. Yeah. Right. I can see that. You might want to revisit that again. You might want to. Never I want could to. see you really want people to know I'm in pain. Uh, yeah. And you're not consciously doing it, but That's you're right. subconsciously telling them, well, here's what happened to me. That's right. Here's what Because you so want to let people if, know that I'm really, really and, hurting. And you weren't in an empathic frame of mind then. You were like, dude, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm hurting, you know, yeah. which is normal. Mm-hmm. But number, now number two. So you're the one that said we need these groups, and then you just heard these groups. Those are professional Everybody's groups. Those are, those are professionally run groups. I, I understand, but they, but it may have been what, how, you know, people go to AA and see what they want to see too or yeah. feel what they want to feel because of the state they're in. Sometimes going back, sometimes when you're ready, it has a different effect. Number two, now I'm not saying what he's, he may be accurate. He may I be don't even know what you'd be going there to get. Just, camaraderie well, probably at least the motivation is clear in AA you yeah. want to be sober yeah but I think it's much more than that I think it's I think you go there to get your attitude fixed. have you talked about your sister at AA 
by accident. Somebody by accident. Well, no, I, I, I never, I've never spoke, and I was sitting in the corner, and the girl who was the speaker went, "Mike, C in the corner," and and I, it just came out, and I don't oh, remember sharing? what I said. No, it was uh, Nicole. No, but you sharing. Oh. You were sharing. Oh. Yeah, but I. <laughs> oh, you were thinking I was saying. I thought you said Sherry. <laughs> yeah. I almost said her last name too. <laughs> Jesus. No, but God, I so still want to open a TMZ she site that talks on, about she, AA. She picked on you. Then, <laughs> Robert Downey, I can't say the last thing. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, they do that in England. Really? They yeah. out people? Yeah, they out people. That's in disgusting. Yeah. You, you know why it's disgusting is because that can affect yeah, people's perception of you in your job. And uh, listen. You know, you have, to, you have to put your big boy pants on, and I and I agree with the, that. You, when you go, you got to know what your motivation is and what you're trying to accomplish, and that you're gonna you got to expect in a twelve step group or even a therapy group, you're gonna hear shit you're not gonna like, and you're right. not gonna agree right. with. Just tune it out well, and try to zero try in to on be, what helps. Try to be empathic to those people. Try to understand where they're coming from. Try to understand their pain. Finding forgiveness and awareness of other people's pain is okay, getting out of your head is very helpful. I'll show you I'll show you how crazy it is. So when celebrities go to AA in England, they're photographed outside. Just... It's talked about in the tabloids. I had a friend who was in a rehab center that somebody uh, uh, his roommate or somebody in the rehab stole his journal and the Sun Times published it. Oh God. Right, oh. so the laws in England must be different yeah. about private privacy. That's unbelievable. That, it's that, unbelievable. There's an attorney out here starting to specialize in celebrity sort of privacy and and libel. He needs to open an office in England. Yeah. But let me let me just <laughs> let me just say though that the other thing that Mike just brought up obliquely, but I think is accurate for Cameron, which is so-called creative solution. Being creative, creating, expressing yourself, doing something, even if it's just exercising every day, being generative. Well, what about all those mothers we know who died from that one doctor? They started. A, they did a movie about their kids. Right, they did right. This. Be generative. Some yeah, something. something. Cameron, is that? Do you have the energy for that? Do you have the? Can you start something? Something. Oh, I mean, yeah. Especially recently, like the last couple months, I think like now I'm ready to kind of go out and be like, this there is you what go. Happened. All right, good. That this might is, be the same thing. Something that's like a passion. So yeah, you know, be, I kind of want to spread that. Think about creativity <laughs> and generativity. You're you're going to make something. You're going to create. You know something. what you're you gonna, never have? I just thought of when he was talking because yeah. I'm so codependent with him right now. Yeah. I want to rescue him I and know. hug him. Uh, you don't see parents go to high schools whose children have lost, but they've lost. A lot of times they have the drunk drivers go to high schools and talk about it, but they don't have the victims' parents wow, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I bet you that would be powerful. I think they do have yeah, stuff like definitely. that. Do I they think, do? That? Have you looked into that? Well, where mad, you could speak mad, they, about what it's like for the drunk that. driving. The problem no, with Matt is you don't really take mom seriously. Oh, <laughs> seriously? You're joking? Okay. I'm so, kind, so kind wait, of joking. Do, I want to. I'm going to keep. Um, uh, Cameron? Cameron on the line, and then have you read the next letter okay. since we'll, if, we'll make it a little group here. The, okay, group real therapy. quick, if you're in high school and you have a mom come in and talk about how she lost her child or something to a drunk driver, that's not going to have nearly the impact as having a high school student come in and talk about how they killed somebody. You really think that? Absolutely. If one of your peers comes in and goes, here's where my life ended up because I didn't use my head, well, that's, that's, that's going to stay standard operating. in yeah. your head. Yeah. 
All right. All right. So this is Ed. Is yeah, and right? he didn't want to call in. He okay. didn't want to. He was afraid. He's a 58 year old disabled person struck by lightning in 2009. Cool way to be disabled. PTSD and depression is pretty cool. Sharp. Uh, but he has PTSD from it. Uh, other health issues. Uh, 11 years ago, I went back to college at 47, obtained an AA in computer science. I was finally able to support my wife, make a home. Awesome. Finally having a hold of my life. Then misery happened. Oh, God. I long to hear someone say I count or good work or anything positive. It seems lately like life is playing a cruel joke on me. It sounds depressed. In fact, the more I stay, take stock in life, I fail to see any real purpose. Remember, this is the purpose thing again, Bob. As of late, I'm hating life. I find myself praying for, de- oh, my gosh, praying for death every night. I'm disabled, homebound, and not a winner anymore. God, I wish you called. That's not true. That's not true. Well, he want, all he really wanted was your photo, but we're going to get him that. In the, <laughs> he, he just didn't want to talk about just it. Just wanted a yogurt recommendation, I mean, I but think, uh, here's some other information. Well, I was also thinking that if you have PTSD, you don't really like to go out publicly with it. It's very difficult, right? It's true. Well, like everything in life, including the drinking thing, it's nearly impossible to ask for help, and there's pr- probably nothing coming your way. If you don't ask for help, and you were the, forced to it because you got to do yeah. podcasts and shows. And but, well, and and by the way, let's distinguish between chronic PTSD which, and which Cameron has, and yeah. which this Ed has, and acute PTSD. I've had I've had sort of subacute acute PTSD a number of times in my life. I'm sort of set up for. Have it. Have you ever lost a patient when you're like regular, not drug addict? Oh, of course. Not that you knew was going to die, but something like at SC when you were a kid. No, what was the first time a patient of yours died? What you walked outside? What were you thinking? I should have, would have, could have, should have, would have, could always, constantly. But but you're also thinking about telling the family and what you're going to say and that kind of stuff because I had to do that. That's traumatizing. Thousands of times, you actually eventually get kind of good at it. Does that haunt you? No, because you start. You start getting philosophical about life and about doing the best you can, and you know you, I really. I now never, I'm seeing you as the doctor that I know because we just talk about addiction. It's such a such a specialized. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's very different. But but have you had to tell somebody they're terminal? Thousands of times. How do you fucking do that? You just dive. It's like literally. How do you jump into cold water? You dive and you just stay with them. You stay there. A lot of guys do it and just bail out. Mike, you ever thought about that with him? Yeah, I, I have thought about it because I want. There's a lot of stuff in life that you're forced to face that you don't want to face. And there's and different. You, to you, ignore it's, it. it's a skill. You sometimes it's something you, that you have to slowly I've get only, them into. I've only I thought about seen the recovery. that one time. A lot of times, I saw it. My sponsor, Gloria Scott, that woman yeah. who helped me so much. We were yeah. in the oncologist. The little lady tells her, um, "There's nothing we can do." And, and I was like, well, cut her. I, I was there. I said, cut her whole lung out. And she said, we don't think she will make it off the table. Look, and I've been, I was like, what the fuck? Well, and, see, and, I, I would argue that she should have said she will not make it off the table. Because as soon as you leave the, yeah. you know, the, but here, Maybe but, she and, did and I can't Because here's that. what I deal with all the time, which is people. she with, had lung cancer. Just cut the fucking lung out. I get people with, with terminal illness that go in, have a surgery to debulk the tumor or to remove the primary, and the surgeons go, well, we got it all. Got it all. And the family goes, oh, hooray. And I have to come back in and go, no, they're, I want to kill that surgeon. They're not telling you the truth of what's going to happen here. I've had to do that more times than I can count. Oh, and it's, it's such a bummer, and I get Why so angry. Why is that such a freaky thing? Why like, do we not face it? Like, why do we well, choose but that's to my ignore point. it? But that's my point, is you get philosophical, and you start realizing there can be 
a quality death the way they can be a quality life. You can make that dignified and glorious yeah, the, and the good. The woman did say you need to get your I, fair, I, affairs I've in stood, orders, and while you're healthy, you should go do things that you always I have sat to with do. Fam- I have sat with families and said, let's make- <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, how do you enjoy... Oh, this is the best cruise ever. <laughs> But I've sat I mean, with families and said, let's make sure her death is as glorious and dignified as her, her life was. Wow. And people appreciate that when you say that. You know what? I really agree with that. I mean, my dad just died at 92, and at he, work. he, he did it his way, day. but yeah. it was well, really you should sad know, I was getting ready to have a whole conversation with you, because the kind of heart failure he had predicted two years max. And and if they put an implantable defibrillator in, he might, might have gotten that two years, but it might have been horrible misery right. for those two Because he years. couldn't work. But he was ready to face it. He, he, had, he died right. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a correct death. Amazing lineup. But yeah. can, you, can you help Ed, like, right, follow so, through with a group so, for, for Ed? So, Ed... I mean, he's he's a little different. See, I, unfortunately, I wish he'd called in because I can't really he tell needs, what's going on it's there. It's depression. It's for really sure there's on. depression. And it, and God knows when you have, who knows what kind of injuries he got from that lightning strike. He may have brain injuries and things, too, that need to be His dealt with. His personality changed. Things need to be dealt with biologically there, for sure, which means pharmacologically. Oh, but, that makes sense. But carefully, carefully, carefully. Do small, as they say maybe, in French. Maybe the direct re- is to go see a psychiatrist. That maybe but, you but, haven't seen a psychiatrist. He's obviously seen medical doctors. Yeah. He, he, ask your neurologist. He, neurologist. He, prob- he must have a neurologist. Start with the neurologist and say, I, get me to a psychiatrist. Somebody who's not over-enthusiastic with medication, but who can really take all this in. The PTSD. Listen, the this is when disability. I don't care what medicine a guy gets. He needs to be lifted. That's right. That's now, right. how... I think this is really, really important. There's a lot of people that have serious depression and serious, yeah. ver- they're very seriously unhappy, but yeah. they will not take a step to fixing it. How do you push them in that direction? Because I have one or two people in my life Events right now that will. may or may not Events be suicidal, will. but they Events won't. They're suicidal? I believe one person is. and Events will push them. But how, but you know, you know, there's, we both know people that have talked to both of us, probably you 10,000 times more than me about, I think I have a problem. What do I do? And you tell them and they just never show up. I always say, turn the backside of your insurance card and where it says mental health, call that number and say, I need to see somebody. But how do you right? get them to do it? Because it yeah. because you got to sit with their. I just sat did it. At, I've sat at canners with people and had them call right there right. after a meeting. But, but what's you got to get through their denial a little bit? Like yeah. what's why don't you want to feel better? Use we call it therapeutic wonderment. A lot of like, huh? You're not feeling good and you don't want to feel better. I or sharing, that. I do it. What's wrong? I'm not yeah. fucking. Yeah, but right. I'm yeah. talking from experience too because I just don't want to make appointments and i don't want to deal with stuff i don't like either that. and so my, my wife doesn't want to go to the doctor yeah either. my wife does yeah. it for me you need, so you she, need i have an expired social, driver's license right now. you need a fa- family social <laughs> people that's gonna that get better now that you're out of the relationship so wait let's <laughs> this guy needs to call uh i would say psychiatrist first neurologist second you, you're yeah. saying well get a referral first? from the neurologist to a psychiatrist who can understand all these complex issues if he he, he probably already has a neurologist right yeah Right? What happens yeah. when yeah, somebody's sure. having a mental breakdown and they go to the emergency room? They see a social, van. They they see a social worker <laughs> and they're either referred. Really? They get out of van. But they're assessed for admission now. He doesn't want to admit it. It depends what they're in there for, dude. It's relaxed. Now, I mean, if, I have a friend who's not an addict, as far as I know. I've never seen any kind of even drinking. And I know there was an issue a few weeks ago and I said you should probably go to the emergency room. What are they going to do? I'm just thinking what medical training must be for, in Bob's point of view. Bob... 
morphine Ativan. That's all we do. <laughs> That's all we learn how to do all the time. Okay, but let's let's ask Cameron if he has any more questions because he's sitting on the line. And he's okay. probably bored right. to death with all our right, conversation. All right, Cameron, we'll, we'll finish up here. Any more questions for us, buddy? Um, just one. In your experience, Dr. Drew, like, what do you think is the overall outcome of like PTSD? Is it like medicine for the rest of your life? No, no, I don't. I think it, it might be therapy for a long time. And I mm-hmm. don't. I, you cannot leave out the groups. You just can't. I'm sorry, but you can't. And most PTSD, if it's not, you know, the really severe, horrible, ritualized trauma of childhood when our brains get really injured, most of it gets better. And as Mike said, it's never good though. It's never great. You know what I mean? It's you, it's something mm-hmm. you sort of learn. Like, I have anxiety all the time. And you know what? I don't give a shit. That's fine. Yeah. And eventually your PTSD will be sort of in that zone. It, you can it'll compartmentalize be there. a little it'll bit. It'll be there. It's like you never you'll, – you'll, you'll, you'll say to somebody one day, you know, you never get over this, but I'm fine. And life can and, be good. And not only can life can be good, you can find inspiration. You can well, find creative, generative Well, I would say motivation, like to honor your daughter, live happily. Yes. Get yourself yes. healthy. Right. Because that's what she would want. I know that sounds corny, but it's the truth. Is yes. like you know what? Be of get service. Healthy. Be of yeah. service. Well, that will bring you a lot of peace yep. if you just go help yeah. somebody. I think it's purpose. Is a purpose driven life. Yeah. I hate to agree with yeah. Rick Warren. Okay, but we can take a break. And All right. Then... All right, Cameron. Thank you for calling, buddy. Good luck and uh, stay in touch with us. All right, thanks so much, guys. We're Hang taking a little in break, man. The cult leader. Be right back. Right back. He's right. not a cult leader. We're Rick Warren, the Mormon guy who's in jail. No, Rick Warren. The what about purpose it? driven life. He wrote uh, a book. Who's the Warren guy that uh, uh, was Warren in the Jeffs. Warren Jeffs. Jeffs. <laughs> Warren Jeffs. <laughs> All right, we're taking a I break. I hate to agree with David. Uh, <laughs> Be right back. See you in a minute. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest podcast or interaction with drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction per se. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the sites or podcasts. Hey, we are back. Uh, reminder, please, please, I need your support over at HLN. We are 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Thursday. It's actually a good show. We'd appreciate your support. Also, Adam and Dr. Drew, the band's back together. We're five days a week. You can get that at... Uh, Sometimes I, I turn your show on, there's like five different people on there. Uh, with Adam? No, your Adam? TV show. Oh, yeah, we typically... There's like millions of people now we, we talking. It's chaotic. We're, 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 we've actually called that down a little bit. And now we do two. I like some plus of those girls. They go nuts on that. Yeah, it's good. Well, there you go. See, see why <laughs> we do it. You know what? It's our HLN show. Everybody fighting to say their thing. Mm-hmm. Do we have a caller? Yes. What's the caller's name? Susan? Oh wait, I have to do it. Hold okay. On so yeah, the HLN show has been a lot of fun, interesting, and it's 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 hard to. I know, love when Garagos is on there. You like Mark on there? He just he doesn't go for the infighting because he he's always right. He goes. He he's goes, always right. Last time he was on, he goes. I wasn't, you weren't there and I was. <laughs> so here's what happened. Well, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> oh, he's always awesome. right. Yeah, it's, uh, sort of like Adam. Very similar. It's oh like, my like, gosh, look at the intimates right. in your circle of friends. I know, I know. <laughs> the always right brigade. So we have our caller and this is? Courtney. Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Welcome hey, to the program. Courtney. Courtney. Uh, Bob Forrest, Mike Carano, we really appreciate you calling in. So what's going on? 
So, um, just listening back to some previous podcasts that you've had, and um, one of them that kind of got my attention was talking about attachment. Yeah. Um, I am a veteran, um, retired Air Force now. Um, I am medically retired due to PTSD. And um, just haven't been able to find a successful relationship in the past five years or so. And just kind of wondering, like, if the PTSD has anything to do with that or... What, what are your PTSD symptoms? Um... A lot of times I just close myself off. Um, I can get uh, nervous and stuff around crowds. Um, I have a hard time sleeping. Yeah. So. I don't know. That doesn't sound like that would get in the way of a relationship. Did you have uh, childhood trauma? No. Did you have successful relationships before your service? Yeah. I was actually married while I was in. Um, My spouse and I actually deployed together. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Did something yeah. go bad there? Well, he was always out flying and stuff, and, you know, I I do computer network kind of stuff, so I would hear about the missions and what they were doing. They did combat search and rescue. Um, that was very tough on me. The, the Hearing the horrible things he had to put up with? or Yeah, and, and then coming back, you know, and we were all brief, like the pictures and the, yeah. you know. And, you know, getting all that from the intel briefs. So. Is, is that where your PTSD kicked in? Yeah. Yep. Did, did you have any association between him and the images? In other words, did, did, did they get linked in your brain in some way? Sometimes, okay. yeah. And did the relationship end badly? It did. What happened? If it, you, could, if you uh, can tell me. Yeah. We, we came back from our deployment, and we just couldn't... Um, like we couldn't communicate anymore. Why do I, I feel like somebody really hurt you? Because he did. What did he do? He left. He gave up. He walked Abandoned. away. All right. Well, whatever that is has way more to do with all the rest of it is not helping. But yeah. this is where your trouble is in terms of getting connected again. And did you have any abandonment in childhood? Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was 11, and okay. my kids walked out. All right, so your instinct on these being sort of attachment issues are solid because your expectation of intimacy and closeness is abandonment. And yeah. that that means you that when people get into that mode, they either start being attracted to people that are not available yeah. so they don't have to get close, and then, of course, that's a mess, or they get in with somebody that is available and then you sabotage it. Yeah. All right. That is highly amenable to therapy. Yeah, talk therapy. Highly, highly, highly. Uh, if you get you to gotta it, know what your goals are. Well, you got to have a good therapist too. Somebody really is attached oriented. And who was it? We had a, we had a show a while ago with Dan on it. He yeah. said he went to four therapists before he found somebody. Oh, that really, guy, the yeah. guy that called in. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. So sometimes you got to find somebody who really is keep attuned trying. to you, and it's going to be uncomfortable. If you if it's uncomfortable and attuned and close, you know you're in the right zone with that therapist but a lot of people don't practice that kind of therapy so are you open to that oh definitely i i see a i have a really great psychiatrist at the va yeah but that's that's not going to be talking so much you need a therapist to talk with and get to the root of this abandonment there's some theories that will create abandonment even in people that you know many years you said he eventually left you know what I mean? 
somehow maybe you pushed him away that's something to look at oh absolutely i'm sure of yeah yeah so anyway he linked me up with a therapist there in the va oh good that whole yeah and unfortunately because the va is so busy i don't have an appointment with her until august but i'm hoping that's a good match but i'm not they're not going to be doing this kind of work i don't think i don't think do you have health insurance um, no. Just no. VA. Could just you the afford? Last, could, where, are you, where are you calling from? Long, what state? What sort of part of the country? I, I'm coming from um, Palm Bay, Florida. Okay. Could you afford 100 bucks a week? No. No. Okay. Let me ask you this. So how long have you been out? I've been out now for, what, two and a half years? So when does it go to private insurance? Because eventually you don't have access to the VA as fully as you do now, and you'll get health insurance. Actually, as me being 70% disabled, I do have... Oh, okay. Full-time forever. Okay. Do they give you Medicare, too, or no? Uh, not that I know no. of. No, okay. Well, I mean... Who designs all this stuff? She gets 70% disability. I know. It's but crazy. But listen, let's... The, she... I am extremely hopeful for her. Yeah. There's she, no well, reason... She's hot. She needs to... Here's the no, thing. She needs... Because she's not... Because you don't get the... The, there's not a lot of spin, right? There's not a lot of chaos you in her can, feelings. You know who can do this with you? A, a great PsyD student at the college. Absolutely. There's oh, yeah? drop-in yeah. centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so explain it. At, at, well, there are, there are uh, educational institutions where they're training psychologists and Sometimes they have free. Sometimes it's sliding scale. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's very inexpensive. I'm sure they do a, a, a veteran for free. Yeah, I would think. And so if, if there is a is there a university nearby or a medical school? Yeah. Actually, we have FIT, Florida Institute of Technology, right here, which has a good PsyD program. All right. Oh, go Perfect. there and go find a PsyD student. Yeah. And, and that's, PsyD that's students are awesome. They're very interested in this kind of work. They're very clinically oriented. That'd be a great adjunct for you to look at and see if they go. have anything going on there. That, Try that. And that could and be next you to call nothing. us back and see what happened? I was just going to say that. I wish people could give their feedback in a couple of weeks and say like, yeah. how it turned out, what, yeah. they, what steps they or, took. Or if it didn't work, we can help you know, try to guide you I again. I can tell Try-in. you, when we were working, a lot of the students were sharper and better than the ones that had been doing yeah. it a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, they, they're because fresh they're and they know the new stuff. Like, well, they're, and they're committed like Sager to stuff They're not burned out. And, they're they're and, very interested. They're engaged. You know, and so that's a possibility. And then, by the way, the video looks like you're in a loft because your couch looks like it's a bed and it's way up high. (laughs) 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 By the way, Mike's single. He's single. That's what I was thinking right there. Look at that. Look at that chin. With yeah, I know. He's hitting on this, this is get, Here's the deal. This is what you don't do when you're talking to somebody who's got attachment issues, Mike. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> hey, but, baby, that's a nice bed up there. All right, but okay. Oh God in heaven, Mike. <laughs> she's rather pretty. I, she's great, but I, but she's also not making us feel her misery which is a very positive sign. It's called projective identification. When people put stuff out of their body, she's owning it. So then she can deal with it now. So yeah, she I can, feel her pain, but I don't feel a psycho behind those right, you don't. Well, you don't feel her projecting her pain yeah. into you. There's no borderline okay. features. I'm sure you have saying. psychotic tendencies. <laughs> oh, nice wording more. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So, so A, but the other thing, the other thing is, this this is ex- I'm gonna experiment with something here. With oh uh, my goodness, what, what's her name again? I'm sorry. What's your Courtney. name? Again? Courtney. 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 Um, one of the things you could do, not related to Courtney Love, but I the way. know that. Okay. No. Uh, 
is is try to cultivate friendships with people that are different than you would normally hang out with. Okay. And, and try to see yourself and your life through what's called a new pair of glasses, like through some, not not somebody dangerous or somebody, just somebody actually somebody boring. The more boring, the better. Uh, so, not so, a jet wait, fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah. not a narcissist. What does that, what does that do? <laughs> because it's literally what Twelve Steps built on. Which Get, is, tell her about jet fighter pilots so she I, I knows. Wanna, well, that was I've worked around pilots. I think I understand. <laughs> well, the, the, it's they, the highest rate of addiction in America. Well, yeah. and narcissism, and so that's sort of an abandoning person already. We all They're, saw Top Gun. All right. anyway, oh, I didn't actually. We don't really? know her husband. He might have been a good guy or whatever. <laughs> I but was high. Their relationship at least worked for her, and she is hurt by it not being there. And well, she learns about herself through relationships. All right, right, which is what I'm advocating, uh, Courtney, okay. which is that you, you sort of learn how... You, you, you and I talked about a spiritual thing at a different show, and I went, oh, just see, talking to you about it, not yeah. thinking about it by myself, created a new emotional landscape for that topic for me. You just you will experience yourself emotionally differently in a context with other people, and as much as possible, I always advocate people use sort of a twelve step kind of model. I know it's this gets back to I took my older sister who's not an addict to an AA meeting. Yeah, the woman who was speaking was cussing, and my my sister's pretty you know pretty tame, uptight, pretty yeah, uptight. And I was like, oh my god! And I was seeing it through this anxious thing. I want her to like it, and know it, and appreciate it. And when we're leaving, she said, that was amazing, Bobby. I wish there was an AA that I could go to. Right. Right? So it really made me think, like, the the world gets it, this attachment. Like, when we're with each other, we get it in community. And 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 as you get older, you have less community. That's true. But fundamentally, it's just when you're with these friends, just try to stay out of your own head, try to stay engaged with them, and try to be... Revealing. Present, try to try present, to be try to be whatever negative feelings you want to sort of trust handing to another person. Um, offer it. To Don't them. tell them they're boring, though. Even though they are, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, they should be like eighty-two-year-old women or something. <laughs> well, that's but that's that maybe is your version of it. It's whatever Cameron's it version. It worked for me. I was five weeks Courtney. with eighty-two-year-old people, and I it kind of gave me a new perspective. My right. that's, dream, that's awesome. That's awesome. My dream, and I swear to God, I'm not trying to be funny here, is to have like an 80-year-old black woman BFF. That's yeah. my dream. It is. I want I've a woman that doesn't you. take any shit. I've got one for completely you. Completely straight <laughs> ahead. Like, got it for you. Yeah, got and it. I want to hang out with her. My and best I, friend from high school's mom. Still okay. know her. I'll, I'll get her. I'll get her. Get and her. I want to go to her funeral eventually, and everyone, everyone go, who are you? She didn't take no shit. <laughs> I want someone here. who doesn't take any shit, who's been through. Why? A, because you take so yeah, much shit? No, like, I just think it'll be great. But somebody like that is going to have all kinds of people at her funeral. I know. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but but Susan lost her dad and was sort of walking in his shoes and meeting a lot of people that he knew. I was there. I saw. Yeah, and it helped her process. That dude in the wheelchair, too. remember that guy? <laughs> he just came by in a wheelchair yeah. with an assisted assistant pus- yeah. pushing him just to say, just to be in the store. Yeah. It was so cool. Oh, yeah, there were a hundred of them. So, all right, we got to follow up on camera, make sure this works. Okay, oh, yeah, so Cameron will have you on get a side get, get a side in training. Somebody who's not early in training, somebody who's well along a little bit. <laughs> Supervised and, hours, yeah, with supervised hours and stuff, and and uh, somebody you you want to stay with at least a couple years, at least, okay? Okay, all right, that sounds good. All right, and then we'll you'll tell us also how that VA referral worked out because they do a lot more CBT and that kind of stuff, and that's good. I would What's go CBT? Cognitive behavioral cognitive therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Anyway, thank you for your question. Very interesting. Take oh, care. Take thank care. you. So thank, and thank you for your service in this yeah, memorial yeah. day yeah, too. Really, 
really. Wish we had a better medical system for you. <laughs> okay. Hang in See you then, Courtney. This is a much bigger deal than we ever really think about now that you're talking what about is? it. PTSD? Well, like, we have these hundreds of thousands of people oh, that serve. They're coming back. Even uh, if they didn't see any action, they're, they're not coming back perfect. But if you w- witness death over and over and over, what, how, we, how just you to, we just spoke to three of them, and they're seeking solutions, mm-hmm. which is unlike the general yeah. public. Yeah, but how do you come you know back I mean? and just that's fold because, back into society and live? Oh, you can't. Live, that's what I mean. How I always we, tell this story of this kid, John, that I was working with at PRC, and it came to that point. He's doing good. He's like, 90 days sober. You got to find a job. Got to find a job. Got to find a job. Finally, he's this Boston guy, and he's just like... You know what? What am I supposed to do? Go work at fucking Starbucks, Bob, after what I've been through? And I just said very calmly, I'm sorry. Yes, I don't know what they told you, but yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah That's how it I'm works. I'm sorry. Yeah. Instead, he works in recovery now. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Thank God. Never had to be a barista. There's so many people that need some help, and, and it just seems to be getting ignored by and large. No, it's I'm not just, just so about backed this. up. It's just so backed up. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah, it's backed up. You're just talking about, hey, listen, it's, we've w- promised this country the moon is one and big, the stars. This country is one big traumatized organization. What, what, how do people in the military actually feel respected? Like, what do you, can you do to actually show mm, them some we respect? We don't want to get into this on Memorial Day. I deal with a lot of veterans through this. But, I mean, what can you do? What can I do as this dorky Oh, just be dude? normal to them. Be cool yeah, be and normal. normal. They them, hate when people chair. tiptoe but around But how do you them? give thanks to somebody for simple measures? Honest, just genuine. Yes, yeah. simple measures. Genuineness. Because what, what I, it's been described to me hundreds of times, Drew, is they don't like people tiptoeing around and yeah. they don't like BS patriotism. Right. They like genuineness, uh, uh, just we're talking, directness, honesty, and everybody's shying away from doing that. Well, because it's a hard thing to accept. It's a dirty thing that has to be done. And we don't really want to face it. Like, we well, want to act like it, the world's just I'll this nice this, place. And no, all the, no, no, no. I'll give you an example. Coffee people bean. like you and I, and, and I've been dealing with them for seven, eight years now. People like you and I obviously didn't want to go to war. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I had to s- confront that up front, Drew. I had to say, listen, I, I believe that Democrats, and I say it in this way, that liberals and progressive or Democrats or whatever you want to call it, we're the ones that say we should be very cautious going to war, but if you're coming home, you're ours and we'll take care of you, right? Because there's this I don't image know anybody, in the I don't public. Know, I don't know anybody that doesn't say that. The, the Republicans say they, the liberals hate you. They do. The Republicans say the liberals hate you. Yeah. I get that vibe, too. I oh, kind of get the... You're too open-minded you about what, what Republicans. Do what do you Trust mean? Trust me. That, that we're not patriots, that Democrats oh, oh, aren't patriots. Oh, oh, I see. That we don't love the soldiers and care about the soldiers when we're the ones that want to help them. And want... I think that's rhetoric, though. People know. If people I were in the military, the, the, the feeling I get is I would not be welcome in Santa Monica. I, I mean, and I don't... I'm not trying to make it one little area, but it feels like the hippy-dippy group down there... The peace and love group would not be happy with me, even though. And there's no, there's nothing like that for people on the right, where where somebody's not welcomed. Oh, I'm not welcomed on the yeah, right. Are you kidding me? They love you. They love you, Trump. Oh, he, he would love you. Are you kidding me? Another antisocial? <laughs> he would perfect. probably like you. <laughs> he would like me. You I know what? I would be That's so afraid. Frightening of, that I would be Trump so afraid. And me of, could be buddies. Yeah, I would be afraid of meeting Trump because I'm such a puss that when I meet somebody who likes me back, I'm like they're instantly. 
He's not. But a I don't guy. like that. Those places where people feel like they can't go. That's not right. It's not right. That's not right. Well, I feel. I don't think. I don't think you're. How about this? You've seen my politics drift in the last three to five years. Yeah. I'm not welcome with some of my Bernie friends. They're like, what the fuck? Why aren't you for Bernie? Because he's promising the sky and the moon and the stars to everybody. And how is he going to pay for it? By taxing the rich? How has that ever worked? Why do half of our friends believe that, Mike? More than half, probably. (laughs) Don't you think it's more than half? (laughs) We're going to wrap up, everybody. (laughs) We're leaving it at that? Check it out. Everybody gets everything they want. We'll just make the rich people pay for it. One thing I've learned from the Twitterverse is no one's paying for us. No, no one wants me to discuss politics. That's for sure. I know. Adam and Dr. Drew show is five days a week. Now you get a Dr. Drew podcast. Also, the after disaster. Uh, Check that out. iTunes. Uh, Yes. Thank you. You should put that up at drew.com too. Keep them alive with Greg Barrett, Bob Forrest. Another way to get more Bob. Do you talk yep. recovery there, too? Probably do. Yeah, Greg Silver, too. Yeah. Yep. Tweet, oh, I just outed him. Oh, God. Tweet us all <laughs> at Mike Carano, at Ask Bob Forrest, at Dr. What Drew. What if it was like outing gay people? At First Lady of Love. I'm sure it is for some people. At This Life Podcast. I'm sure it is. And visit thislifepodcast.com for updates. Write us at contact at drdrew.com. outing people, Mike. And uh, click on that Amazon banner. Uh, music uh, on the way out is courtesy of sure. Mike Carano. It's called... I don't know. What He's in do? a 12-step program. Write in an email. Guess which one. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. See you later. Home in the desert, hard by the ocean, saddle up. Firecast picture of devotion Cow dog weather torn boots made for working Hot sun, cold rain, gotta keep it moving That's the advantage of being married to a cowboy That's the advantage of being married to a cowboy Sunday morning, tourists drinking whiskey Small town gathering, gotta hear the story Long drive dirt road, getting kinda scary Horseback silhouette, here comes her baby That's the advantage of being married to a cowboy That's the advantage of being married to a cowboy Sunday morning, kids are up, the kitchen smells like coffee Dogs are barking, they got loose again Breakfast in the parlor room, the baby's looking healthy Sunrise and he'll be gone again That's the advantage